equity is. Today, our interview is with Dr. William R. Height. Dr. William R. Height is the superintendent of the School District of Philadelphia, the largest public school system in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. His professional experience includes serving at every level, teacher, principal, central office administrator, and superintendent. Since joining the school district in June 2012, Dr. Height has focused on equity, innovation, and quality, and has worked to create a system of great schools in every neighborhood, opened new innovative high schools, expanded successful school models, launched in-district turnarounds, and redesigned schools in partnership with communities. Well, thank you, Dr. Height, again, for agreeing to be the first guest for Equity Is podcast. And um, we'll just start right into the questions, if you don't mind. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So what does equity in education look like to you? Yeah, I mean, to me, equity in education looks like ensuring that regardless of where children come from in the city, who they are, their parents, their their family's income level, their neighborhoods, their communities, that they have access to the opportunities that we want all children to have and that they achieve at a level that is commensurate with the grade level and the standards that that are here in place in, in Pennsylvania. Thank you, that's great. What challenges did you face along the way on your journey to superintendent as an African-American male? I mean, you're pretty much like a, a trailblazer and especially since this is Black History Month, like what, what obstacles did you face and challenges? Well, I'm still facing obstacles. Yeah. <laughs> so that I mean, so we're, we're still facing obstacles and and challenges, and I think a, a lot of it is ensuring that you know individuals that have means and to some degree privilege, whether it is whether it is uh, defined privileged or or just privilege that they assume they have. Mm -hmm. So. All of those individuals have access to information that then would be helpful to individuals who come from communities like mine mm -hmm. uh, to actually get on a path to get into leadership, to get into education, mm -hmm. to get into college, if you will, to graduate from high school. So many of the barriers I faced growing up and, and coming into education are similar barriers to the young people that we educate here, particularly the black males that we educate here in, in the city. Several are expectations for those young people and the, the generally the higher the expectations, more individuals tend to respond favorably. If in fact we expect uh, individuals in the black community to commit certain acts of violence, to be, to, to be unengaged in, in their own learning or in their own paths, to not be industrious when it comes to finding a job, then we create then a, sec, a, a set of predefined circumstances through which we see these individuals. And it's all within many of our implicit biases that we then begin to operationalize or validate 
um, those those predispositions and, and those thoughts. And so we want to make sure that through the work that we're doing with the Equity Coalition here in the city of Philadelphia, that regardless of where people work, regardless of who they educate and teach and come in contact with, it's really important that we have the same expectations for all children. And those expectations then come in the form of what we're asking them to do, what we expect them to do, how we will support them to, to understand, I mean, how we will support them to ensure that they get it done, understanding what they bring to the table in terms of their cultural, their culture, in terms of uh, what they like and dislike, but really understanding people and understanding our students, where they come from, ensuring that their voice is included. So I think all of those things, if not addressed, become barriers to uh, various individuals like myself getting into positions like ours. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Equity for many is representation. We know that basically 78% of the student population is diverse people of color here in Philadelphia. However, only 38% of teachers are people of color. So do you have any initiatives or what are opportunities are you creating at looking to create in the school district of Philadelphia to recruit uh, more diverse educators? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the whole point and I've shared this a, a number of times that like inequity start at birth and then persists through life. And so if, <clears throat> if in fact, individuals are starting off with not having access to pre-K or not having access to 10,000 words uh, simply because my family members are working two jobs or three jobs or just trying to make ends meet or may not have learned to read themselves. Those inequities begin at birth and then extend, persist through life. And what we're trying to do through using an equity lens to address this is really under, want people to understand that irrespective of all of those things, we still have an obligation to ensure that young people are getting what they need and in terms of experience, support, love, care, resources, so that they will, so that we can deal with some of those natural inequities. And so to your question specifically, I mean, one way we solve this is graduating more young people who could then go into colleges to become educators and then we hire them back in the district. And so because we already know that there's a dynamic now where institutions of higher ed are educating fewer, particularly minorities and, and especially minority males in their colleges of education. So we already know that the candidate pool is much lower than what it once was. And so the, the solution to that are sitting in their classrooms right now. And then we have to ensure that they not only are getting the appropriate K-12 education, but we're also providing them the necessary supports so that they can also move through colleges and universities in the field of education and then come back to work in their own communities uh, to teach other young people. And so in addition to that though, we are also partnering with HBCUs, we're recruiting, we are trying to get individuals from other places to come here to Philadelphia. We are working with uh, Sharif el Meki and other organizations like his that then help develop 
educators of color through their freedom schools that work during the summer. So we're doing lots of things to provide, um, to increase the numbers of individuals. We also have more individuals now of color, particularly African-American administrators, uh, which means that we hope that that will also then attract more Black and Latinx teachers and staff members to their respective schools. Absolutely, thank you. February is Black History Month. What is the importance of this month to you personally, on a personal note? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the importance of this month, I mean, and we, you know, we get one month and it's, it tends to be the shortest month. And for me, we actually should be, we, we, we should be engaged in our history um, throughout the year. Um, but given that this is the month to acknowledge uh, our, our uh, the, the, the Blacks who have been a part of the development of a country and who we are as a people, I, I think it's extremely important to lift up not only the voices, uh, but the representation lift up the, the, the images of individuals who fought to do things that allow us to have these conversations just like we're having today. Those individuals who fought for the right to vote, those individuals who wanted to ensure that young children of color were receiving a quality education, uh, individuals who fought for the end of redlining so that, so that individuals had access to loans um, in all parts of cities, not just in certain parts of cities. Um, and so I, I think, and, and individuals who are addressing like the, the justice system that disproportionately impacts black families more than, uh, than others. I mean, and so I, I do think that this is the month that, that is extremely important to me uh, based on who my ancestors are, who my family members are. And it, it's just something that should not only be a month, but should be a should be part and parcel to what we do with respect to curriculum and who was represented in those curricula throughout the year. Thank you. This question's really near and dear to me personally. What advice would you offer to the next young African-American male who is inspired to be the next Dr. Height, um, as a as a parent of a young African American male, this this really hit home. What what message would you give or advice? Yeah, I, I think that um, I've actually offered young people advice, and I, I want to see them succeed. In fact, I know they will. I mean, based on who these young men are, and they and and you don't get many young men. I mean, at their age, I didn't say. I aspire to be a superintendent because I never saw one of color. Um, and, and so I also want them to understand that this could be them. This is, they, I followed a similar path that many of them have followed um, and that they should continue to ask questions. They should persist in terms of, um, and, and be resilient in terms of uh, gaining knowledge to, to do this work. Uh, they should hear all voices um, on multiple sides of issues, um, but they should stay focused on their path and don't let individuals bump you off of that path simply because 
you know, the group or the gang is doing something that just kind of moves a little off center. Um, and so we, I think it's extremely important for young men uh, to be persistent. I want them to see themselves in this role. I want, to, I want them to be thinking right now how they could do this work and do this work better. And as they apply that type of thinking, then it, all, it, it just generates a natural interest for those individuals to look at policies, to look at leadership, to look at instruction, to look at data, uh, but just just ask questions now. How would I do this? How would I do this better? Uh, and and then pursue the answers to those questions. Um, but more importantly, they just have to stay focused, persist, even when multiple individuals are communicating, either explicitly or not. They are communicating that this is not the right path for you. And they have to maintain that level of focus, stay persistent, stay resilient, uh, ask lots of questions, listen to lots of people, um, and, and engage with individuals who are in this seat. And, and that's not just me, but uh, I have colleagues around the country who would be willing to mentor young men who they would want to see in their shoes one day. Thank you. So before we leave, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know this is important to you, the equity work you're doing within the school district. If you could leave us with a quote, equity is what? What would your quote be to close out? Yeah. You know, and I've, I've gone back and forth on this, you know, depending on what days you ask this quote, I'd have different responses. Um, and today, as you ask that question, uh, equity to me is salvation. Um, and that's how I'm feeling and thinking today. Um, and so equity to me today is salvation. Thank you. That's great. Thank you so much again um, for participating, um, for celebrating Black History Month, for being a, a trailblazer. And we really appreciate the work you're doing. Really do. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you're you. welcome. Thank you.